We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boom, boom, boom. Showtime. Those check marks, you're getting quicker and quicker on those check marks, Tom? Or uh, well, not today. Uh, usually I am, but today I've, uh, for some reason, fumbled it around like uh, like I've got a bunch of thumbs instead of fingers. So it, <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Technology. You know, yeah. I, I thought yeah. I was really boosting up going from an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 14. And somehow here we are, you know, trying to click buttons and make yep. this show happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Broncos country? It's Wednesday night in the Mile High City. It's Wednesday night in Broncos country all over the world, which means it's time for MHI Mile High Insiders. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson. And Tom, we've got a great show lined up. We got to do something pretty cool yesterday. Uh, but before we get into it, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? It's it's good, man. It's going great. It's right in the summer, you know, middle of the summer. It's hot, but that's all right. I uh, I enjoy the heat because I don't like the winter. That's why we uh, we moved out of the uh, cold weather areas. So yeah, no, it's going good. I I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited about. Yeah, you know, I don't want to jump into too fast, but you know, Hall of Fame just came out with their semifinal. I'm I'm like I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised, man. It's so it's good. It's good. We'll talk about that. How are you doing? Mm. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good talking about the weather and talking about the heat. And my guy, Dylan Von Arks, he's got some heat going on right now over at milehighhuddle.com. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com where you can read Dylan's latest piece where Dylan's basically examining the AFC West and trying to figure out what what each team's Achilles tendon is. Wow. Rather, you know, trying to figure out how to get over on the Chargers, how to get over on the Chiefs and the Raiders. It's a really good article. I'm super, super pumped to plug it because Dylan's always throwing so much great work and support. We really, really appreciate it. And speaking of that heat, man, I am a little nervous now because it has been just hotter than wolf urine here in the Mile <laughs> High City. And it's making me realize that the July training camp right around the corner into August. It's going to yep. be brutal out there on the berm, man. It's it's uh, not for the faint of heart. The Broncos do a great job throwing misters and water and sunscreen at everybody, but uh, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Probably not something you want to come to hungover. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Well, and, and <laughs> if, if, if there's any uh, indication of how hot it's going to be based on you know how hot it's been this week, man, it is going to be rough out there. Bring Brutal. plenty of water. Brutal. Heath Holmes, I wanted to get to Heath, man. Heath was in here just like our guy, our guy Dylan before the show even started, man. And I, I always appreciate that. Hello, Luke and Thomas. What are your interceptions slash takeaway predictions for our Denver defense in 2023? I'm looking forward to the show. Heath, that's an outstanding question. I'm so glad you asked. Before I get to Thomas's prediction, I'm just going to say I looked it up. In 2022, 14 interceptions was the total for the Broncos. Surprise, surprise, Justin Simmons leading that with six picks. Justin Simmons going to be a huge part of this show tonight, talking yes. about the interview uh, that we got to react to yesterday, man. And and, and we're going to react to some of those things that Justin said that we haven't even put out there yet. We, Tom has a great article up right now over at milehighhuddle.com, just giving you a glimpse at what that interview of Justin Simmons was like yesterday, but we're going to get into that and more here with the show. I think it's going to be over 14, 
Heath, I really do. Why? Because Pat Sertan is the best cornerback in the NFL. While some quarterbacks are not going to throw at Pat Sertan's side of the field or wherever that man is at, others are going to test him. Championship quarterbacks are going to test him like a Pat Mahomes. These guys are fearless and they're going to come after a Pat Sertan. And guess what, folks? Pat Sertan's going to get beat. Every player in the NFL gets beat. It doesn't mean that he's a washout. It doesn't mean that Devontae Adams is always going to have something on him. It's just the fact of life and the fact of football. But if I'm betting on it, man, I'm putting it at 20. I'm going 20 interceptions. I'm looking for a ball hawk type defense under Vance Joseph. Yeah, I'm with you because they have to, right? They have... That's been the problem with the, their defense the last couple seasons, really, is they have not taken the ball away enough. They have not given their on, offense enough extra opportunities, and that's part of the reason. There's plenty of reasons, but that is a part of the reason why they haven't had great success. You give the offense more opportunities, you're going to score more. But I, I'm going I'm going to be optimistic. I know that I've tried to be, 20. you know, 20. I'm saying 20. That's pretty damn optimistic. Yeah, man, for that's, Mr. That's, Negativity yeah. over here. I mean, going from 14 to 20. Uh, obviously, yep. we got to think about availability and stuff like that. But I mean, sure. are you going to go over 20, Tom? I mean, uh, on interceptions, uh, no. I think I think they're going to have to get to between 30 and 35 takeaways in total, right? Hedging and pro- is, probably is 20 bad, interceptions. Is hedging is, all right. Cool. All right. So you got to get man. So yeah, you know what? On. I'm going to go with above 20. I'm going to go with 20, 23 interceptions. And the reason why I'm saying this is it's because you want to prove me wrong. Go ahead. No, say it. no. You want to embarrass me in front of my friends here on MHI and you probably will. <laughs> no, no. I, the reason why I'm saying it is because last year was tons of injuries, right? You had Kwan Williams with a cast on his hand almost the whole season. So it's pretty tough to take the ball away with that. You got Damari Mathis is coming into his second year, showed a lot of promise. I think he's going to be even better than people might think because of his ascension from that first year. And I think, I think, you know, Justin Simmons has continued to get more takeaways every season, pretty much, or, you know, he would have gotten more this last year had he not gotten hurt probably. And then I think Caden Stearns is going to kind of stay, take over that starting role. And he, you know, as we saw as a rookie, he was opt- opportunistic in his limited chances. He had, I think he had two, two interceptions that were very important to the team in his rookie season. So that's why I'm optimistic. Now I want, I'm a little less optimistic that Vance Joseph, his defensive style is going to get that, get that. Thing. Easy. You know what it means? Easy. <laughs> Easy. I'm going to push back against that. Justin Simmons, you asked Justin directly on these very That's podcast true. airways representing MHI. That's mm-hmm. right. The Mile High Insiders every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Where, I don't know, we, we get these opportunities to either go on the number one radio show in Denver and co-host or interview Justin Simmons for a second year in a row or have Carl Mecklenburg on your other show. I mean, these things happen with, with us and we want to share this content with you. So Broncos country, I'm pushing back against Tom right now with the Vance <laughs> Joseph. I'm, I got to see it first. Justin Simmons was very, very complimentary as Everyone would think he would be a Vance Joseph, but we're going to get into that. And I want to let you read some of the quotes that Justin answered your very question about Vance Joseph. And we'll get into that here in a bit. But before we do, Troy, our guy, Troy, man, also another huge supporter of the show in before everybody else. uh, Can't thank you enough, man. Hey, guys, have a great show. I'm going to listen later. If second year players step up, this should be a very good defense. I agree. Second year players have to step up. Who are we talking about? First player that comes to mind is Nick Benito. Nick Benito was MIA last year, did not have, uh, you know, injuries aside and and role playing aside and being a rookie. Just you got to put out. I mean, you're a second round draft pick. That's a premium pick, a premium player. It's got George Payton's fingerprints all over it before Sean Payton was even here. Nick Benito's got to work out. You already talked about Damari Mathis. Uh, Greg Dulcich is another one for me. Expect a good year from Greg Dulcich. I don't think he's going to be Travis Kelsey. There's some people out there all falling over themselves that that Greg Dulcich is going to be the next Travis Kelsey in the NFL, and you're going to win multiple Super Bowls. Uh, my good friend Nick Kendall liked to argue this with me over and over again about Russell Wilson's utilization of the tight ends. What do we know about Sean Payton? Sean Payton utilizes his tight ends in more than just the running game. So those are just a couple of players for me, Greg Dulcich and Nick Benito. 
I'll tell you the one that has to step up, or one of two that have to step up second-year players, Uwazarike and yep. Henningsen. Henningsen, because they are thin on that rotation. I know they went out and got Tyler Lancaster. I don't know how great he's going to be coming back from that injury that he sustained, missed all of 2022. Wasn't, wasn't Matt Henningsen 2021? No, they, they were both selected last year. Henningsen, sixth okay. rounder. Uwazarike, a fourth rounder. One or both of those have to step up due to necessity because they didn't go out and get yeah. that kind of gr- really solid rotational player. Lancaster's a, he has been pretty good. Don't get me wrong. He's been a, a solid rotational piece when he was with the Packers, but he missed 2022 from an injury. I don't know how, you know, where he fits in. I, I'm not really sure, but I'll tell you those to me, one of those two have to step up. They they have to, uh, or their rotation is going to be, they're going to be, if they don't, they're going to be looking for a, a veteran to pick up. For sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Speaking of veterans, our guy Gary Leeds Palmer, a veteran of this show, a friend, a uh, a huge supporter on that Mount Rushmore, as Chad likes to say, saying... Hey, Luke, Thomas, and Dylan, I'm looking forward to your take on the Justin Simmons interview. I thought it was great. Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag Buckham. If you guys want to see that Justin Simmons interview, Gary specifically is shouting out. Head on over to Tom's Twitter right away, at Thomas Hall NFL. You can go ahead and see that at Mile High Huddle as well. MileHighHuddle.com. Tom's got an article referencing that interview up right now. Again, it was uh, presented by USAA and their sponsorship with Denver Fire Department with regards to wildland fire and uh, some really cool information too, that, that folks should realize and folks should talk about. I have a fire department background. I used to be a firefighter. My old man's a chief. Uh, I've got tons of friends in the, in the fire service and it's important in these dry months that we, like Justin Simmons talked about yesterday. I mean, have a plan, have an emergency prepared kit, talk to your family, make these sorts of things a priority. Even if you're not in a fire zone, right? We've got Broncos country all over the world, uh, somewhere where it's rainy right now saying, Oh, it's it's, a fire's not going to happen to me. No, but natural disasters still can strike. Always try to be prepared try to be preventative rather than reactive. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Lawrence Rivera. What's up, Lawrence? I see you traveling, man. I'm glad you made it back to your family safe and sound. What's up, 
with the Wednesday guys, and I like that. <laughs> Maybe we need to start like a a Wednesday guys thing, or you know, yeah, yeah. some sort of play on the word. I like that, Lawrence. Lawrence, I hope we get to see you at training camp this year, man. And uh, Broncos country, we're going to be out there. MHI, Thomas, and I both are going to be out year two. August 1st through the 4th or even the 5th, uh, come say hello if you got a yep. ticket out there for training camp. Again, things are a little different this year. Make sure you have that ticket before you come on out to see Thomas and I and say hello. Yeah, definitely say hello. And they've already posted some uh, several, uh, you know, kind of uh, legends from the past that are coming in to, uh, you know, uh, to be there to greet fans and stuff. That I already saw uh, Jake Plummer and um, – and Eddie Max coming in, they're they're coming in uh, to <sighs> to greet greet fans and and say hi. I mean, it and the, you know it's it's going to be awesome. So yeah, Jake thanks Plummer. for the uh, Facebook stars on that uh, on that there, uh, Lawrence. Really appreciate it. But yeah, come by and say hi. Yeah, man, come by and say hi. I'm fascinated by who's around that training camp, Thomas. And I mean, I'm not just saying it to try to get you out there. It's not a sales pitch, right? It's free. And if yeah. somebody's scalping Broncos tickets, DM me because I'm going to put them on blast. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things are being a little run a little different this year, and that's okay. Uh, you could still come on out to training camp. I think there's still some availability on some of those dates. So head on over yeah. to the Denver Broncos team website. and You could find more information. Uh, before we get anywhere, I got to get to our guy, David, man, our guy, David, an absolute dog coming in here with some support. And David's always showing up and showing out every Wednesday night for Broncos country, specifically this show, MHI and uh, these super chats and, and Facebook stars that you guys are able to donate really help us keep the lights on, especially in the off season right now. Some people re refer to this as the dead season. We're still grinding away. Thomas is grinding away. I'm grinding away. We've got folks grinding away over at milehighhuddle.com. David weighing in saying, good evening, Broncos country, Luke, Thomas, Dylan, Deacon, Scott, hashtag 16 days. Buckham, MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. And yeah, man, David, I think about you sometimes because of your countdown. Right. David's got the countdown to camp, just like Broncos country should. And I, do you do countdowns, Tom? Because we do in my in my house. I'm I'm a child that way. And I need to yeah. have countdowns because I'm impatient. <laughs> so like, for for example, we're going on vacation Labor Day weekend. Right. I've got countdowns for that. Even my little girl's got her birthday coming up. We've got a countdown for that on the big chalkboard where the menu should be in the kitchen. And it's just one of these things, man, where I absolutely love it. You get to check one day off the calendar and you're that much closer to football. Yeah, we, we do it a little bit. You know, we'll have a uh, my wife will create like a chain link of paper and you pull one off every day, you know, until you get down to the last link. And Ooh. then the next day is the day, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah, so you're a child too. You like it too. You like childish things <laughs> just like me. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like seeing it happen. You know, it's it's nice. I'm not Hell one yeah. myself. I don't have like a countdown of uh, I don't cross days off a calendar or anything, but it's oh, fun so to watch. Not only well, don't take a shot at me like that. I don't cross days off a <laughs> calendar or anything like that. Can you believe this guy? Not only do I cross days off of a calendar, I have my little Marvel Comics daily calendar too. So I've got the calendar on the wall that's filled up, then I've got the daily nerd thing here too i absolutely love it david thanks so much man that countdown is cool because again we want to see everybody out there broncos country wear your orange and blue come on out wear your mhh gear too i want to see some mhi shirts mhi hats uh it's always cool getting to see folks with that head on over to mhhmerch.com and get your swag on grab yourself something nice for training camp and rep that gear uh, Michael Ronquillo, our guy coming in from AZ. We're talking about it's it's hot in New Mexico. It's hot in Colorado. <laughs> Man, Michael's looking at us like, you guys need to toughen up, Buttercup. Yep. <laughs> Good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and buck them. And uh, yep. Mike is an absolutely wonderful example of that mission statement here at Mile High Huddle that Broncos country is not a geographical location. It is a state of being. And Broncos country, as we're going to continue to talk about, Man, they rep Arizona so hard. And this is where Tom's going to come in and say, I'm considering getting tickets to the Cardinals game, I the pre-sale, <laughs> just like the rest of Broncos country, right? Whenever the Broncos play the Cardinals, and Mike, let us know if you're going to go to that. Uh, I feel like there's so much orange in Arizona all over. Yep. No, I, I am considering the preseason game still, but I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I, I'd like to. We'll see. But I, I'll tell you, it was uh, Tucson was trending on Twitter the other day because it was so really? hot. You know, I, I was heat. thinking about Michael out there, you know, 
uh, at a, I think it was 114. One uh, one thermometer set on 114. Yeah, it was, it was hot. Yeah. So Mike, yeah, I thought about inside? Michael. What's that? <laughs> I, I'm asking Michael. I'm like, Mike, get at us, man. I hope you're working inside because if you're working outside, then you're oh. just you're a beast. You're an yeah. absolute savage. You you know, like <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it, man. It's in the high 90s here in the Mile High City, and I'm sitting here like, oh, this is gnarly. But no, Michael, man, he's been a huge supporter of the show, a personal friend. Um, can't wait to see. Everybody like Mike at, at training camp, man. People are so happy. Mike's just one of the most enthusiastic people that we know. He, he's always got so much love. He never has a bad thing to say about anybody. And I salute you, Michael. Thank you so much for all of your support. And look at this guy coming in here, KB, one of our very own. And he'll always be one of our own. I see you, KB, even though you didn't take me to a Nuggets game. $1.99 super <laughs> coming in. Who's the biggest hitter on this roster? That's a fantastic question yeah, for me. I love I'm gonna, it. It's it's a weird um, it's a weird one. Maybe it'll surprise you. I'm going to go Alex Singleton. I think Alex Singleton can knock the snot out of some people. I've seen it. You've seen it. Yeah. Um, he does it under the radar. He's an under the radar overproductive linebacker in this league. And I'm excited to see him play, especially now knowing that he could calm down just a little bit. He's got a future with this team. Yeah. I, I'm with you. He's 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 underrated player. I I want to see him make some more impactful plays this year um, instead of just tackles. But uh, definitely like him. I'm gonna go with. Well, I'm gonna go with two. First one, we know that Cream Jackson for his size, pound for pound, can really lay the wood. But he's getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, if JL Skinner makes the team, if he if he's, he's on the roster, he's a, he's he, making the team. I'm telling you, he is you. going to lay some wood man he, that guy he he comes at you pretty angry so i i saw him at the senior bowl i was right there at practice man and he yep. he jaws with them too i mean like i get it broncos country it's a bad look when you come in here and you don't know who steve atwater is but you know what <laughs> excuse me all to hell this guy is so much younger than all of us too i mean this is a yeah. whole new generation of guys even sometimes the guys are like i used to watch that goat quarterback play no you didn't you were like two years old when that happened. You're trying to say the right things, but I appreciate the guy's honesty at least, right? At least right. he's not coming up there looking like an ass saying, oh yeah, I love Steve Atwater. He was the best running back ever. You know, like it wouldn't make any sense. Right. So I'm not going to eat his lunch for that. I think that this could potentially be a player that makes this team and a veteran guy is cut at the same position. I'm not I saying agree. I'm not going to call players out, but it happens every year. Uh, sometimes by hooker, by crook injury. I mean, crazy things have happened, but no, KB, that's a great question. And it kind of bothers me, I guess, Thomas, that our answers um, don't end up with a pass rusher or. Yeah. Uh, defensive line. I mean, that's an area of concern. Like one of your hardest hitting players should be one of those at that position, but Kareem Jackson, the friendly fire for me is just, that's why I wanted to move on from K Jack in all honesty. Uh, he is getting a little bit up there, but it's the freelancing for me. I mean, Kareem Jackson should be well-respected. He's an underrated player as well, but I think sometimes he takes a lot of veteran luxuries and he's cowboying a lot out there and it puts other guys like a Justin Simmons in a gnarly position or a Pat Sertan or, uh, any of the other Broncos defenders. So while I can appreciate Kareem Jackson, I don't need to see him friendly firing anybody like he did AJ Bouye like three years ago. Do you remember yeah. that? He like It looked yeah. like he broke the poor guy's jaw. It knocked him right out of the game. Uh, I think they both ended up with concussions. I mean, you cannot play like that anymore in this league. One, because you're going to get fined, and then you're going to get suspended. But then you're killing your guys, man. To lose one player is bad enough, but to lose two or three due to friendly fire, man, that's that's just unacceptable. Yeah. yeah we got, got William uh, Contolano saying in the chat here, I'm going to bring it up, uh, which is, you know, bringing it back old schools. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think we're clicking on the same thing. Uh, he says, now I'll never forget our first Super Bowl when Atwater hit so hard, he knocked himself out and two other dudes. I remember that it was a, Hell it, yeah. it was an amazing, but scaring play at the same time. But I got another one that in this crossing long, route, right? Yeah, in this long yeah, line, of, say. <laughs> long line of uh, hard hitting safeties, Hit Thurman me. Thomas told uh, talked about how half his body went numb after a hit from Dennis Smith. Can you imagine getting hit so hard oh. that half your body goes numb? I I can't. I mean, I've been hit. 
plenty of times and uh, that would that would be pretty scary for me but uh yeah long line of fearsome hitters in the broncos uh safety position that's for sure Everybody thinks of the Nigerian nightmare, right? And that mm-hmm. hit. Uh, smiling assassin versus the Nigerian nightmare. That story wrote itself before the game was even played. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's just one of those historic moments. And you know what? That's what I want. If if my wife and daughter are listening, like for birthday or Father's Day gift, how about that moment framed in a black yeah. and white picture? Like, how about that on the wall for Broncos country? Because that would be dope. I would absolutely want that. I try to limit my Bronco stuff, Tom, as you know. I try to be a, as objective as I can, just like sure. you. And that's the whole goal, really, with this show, is specifically MHI. And that's how we try to drive this show. Of course, we've got love for our team, our team, right? There I go saying it. But I, you're not going to catch me in Broncos gear. I just don't feel like that's right. Um, to those who want to, go, go for it. you know. But I feel like when you're kind of getting in a profession in which you're paid to be objective, you need to somehow demonstrate that. But that picture i would frame and put in the backdrop right now (laughs) just because steve atwater was an absolute dog and i want to get speaking of absolute dogs i asked he answered uh mike's been working almost 19 years out there at walmart man slaving away in the hot weather outside his goal is to get to 20 years almost there huge shout out man that's a huge milestone to to be a year at anywhere is a long time, whether that be in a relationship, at a job, in school. I mean, 19, 20 years, that deserves a huge shout out, Michael. So 20 years getting up, man, and, and grinding. And yeah. there's something to be said for that. And, and a lot of people don't, guys. And and I'm not one of those people that says we should just be positive for positive sake. But if all you did was show up to work today, if all you did was show up to school today, great job. Because a thousand other people didn't do that, man, and are just sitting yep. out there waiting for a handout. So we recognize other success on this show. Huge shout out to Michael Rinkio. Yeah, and to do it in the heat too, man. I I, I grew up in in the heat in on a ranch working outside, and every time I uh, think about, man, I want really want an outside job. I instead <laughs> of my cushy office job, I yeah. uh, I then go. You know what? <laughs> I remember those days out there in the heat or the cold or whatever. And now I think I'm doing fine. (laughs) 100%. I remember calling my dad and complaining and and my mom too. I was in my twenties about a horrible job that I had. And I finally left that job and gave him the same phone call. I get to leave this job. And and before my dad or mom even said, congratulations, they just said, please remember this moment and how much you hated this job when there are other hard moments in your new job, because there are going to be those moments. They're going to be a little different in a new setting, but uh, that's very fair. And it's a good point and and try to keep things in perspective, man. And uh, Greg coming in here, are y'all healed up from your motorcycle? cycle accident yeah man i'm healed up the arm's feeling good um not back on the bike just yet i've been so damn busy and i need to tweak it just a little bit but i'm good to go man i hope all is well with you and your family i know you and yours have have recently lost your mom so huge shout out to greg smith thoughts and prayers as well uh but guys again this is mhi he's thomas hall get at thomas at thomas hall nfl you're truly at luke patterson lp uh the mothership on twitter at mile high huddle please subscribe like and share on all platforms uh leave us a review wherever you get these podcasts spotify youtube uh, twitch we're all over the place and we take those reviews seriously we want to improve we want to get better but we are super excited to continue our announcement that thomas and i are both going to be out there august 1st through the 4th at broncos training camp we want to see all of you guys there come say hello and watch practice with us and uh i'll be out there every single day out there grinding away in the heat just like michael out there in arizona man it's it's fun uh you know i, I joke when i say i'm worried about the heat it's worth it it's so worth it to go watch yeah. football and i was talking to a good friend today thomas and i said do you realize since i've been covering this professionally and this being the denver broncos in the nfl i've never seen a good training camp and mm-hmm. they kind of looked at me and they're like you know what yeah i guess i didn't realize that and i asked what's that like another member of the media you know i'm like what's that like man what's a good training camp look like i think we're gonna see that this summer i agree i think we are i i <laughs> we better i mean <laughs> i mean there's a high mile high expectations on sean payton and what he's gonna do for this team and it starts in training camp. And, you know, I've been I've been talking about, uh, you know, four keys that you got to look for. And and if I'm not seeing that out there, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Right. Like I, I want to see that happening. I want to see that kind of 
come to fruition in this training camp uh, because it's going to give me a lot of hope for the regular season. You know, when they're out there sweating and busting their butts in uh, in that heat and they're still getting quality reps when they're tired, you know that when the game is on the line in the regular season, someone's going to come up and make a big play instead of, you know, people off, oh, I got to go get water instead and, you know, not not really getting those quality reps. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, well, and let's get into it. I mean, had a chance to sit down with Justin Simmons. Yeah. You asked him yesterday, Point Blake, what's it been like working with Sean Payton? And, uh, I, I mean, I, for me, when, when Justin said he understands the expectations, I, I got goosebumps because I'm like, that's a defensive guy buying into an offensive guy, if you will, a head coach. I mean, this guy is commanding the whole team. What right. did you make of Justin Simmons' response when you asked him about Sean Payton? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things that I expected, right? Uh, I really expected what he was going to say because Sean Payton's been there before, right? And and it didn't feel, I mean, just Simmons is a great guy to interview. He he tells you, you know, what's on his mind. He doesn't, I, I don't feel like he gives a, you know, a canned response or anything. So, but it didn't feel like he was like overexcited or over, um, uh, you know, selling it because it's Sean Payton, right? He's got experience. So it, it seemed genuine. Like he, you know, he's out there uh, expecting more from, from this training camp and from Sean Payton at this training camp. So, you know, I was, I, it wasn't a huge surprise, but it, you know, it definitely made me feel better about uh, this upcoming camp and what it's going to look like. Yeah, so he said, quote, this is Justin Simmons on Sean Payton. I know that OTAs were competitive and it was fun. Obviously, we didn't have pads on, so I know training camp is going to be a little bit more physical, just like it always it always is. But I know that Coach Sean Payton knows what he's doing. He's done it for a long time. He's been super successful at what he does. So us players, as we so as far as us players go, we just have to buy in and trust the process of knowing that whatever we're doing, there's success at the end of the tunnel. And again, you can read more about Justin Simmons' interview with Tom over on Twitter at Thomas Hall NFL. The plug to the articles there. It's out at milehighhuddle.com as well. And you can actually watch the video too at either one of those platforms. But um, no, super exciting, man, to hear a defensive guy be excited and buying in to this whole thing. It was a really cool opportunity. Anytime you get to talk to a Denver Bronco, it's a good day, right? But uh, a guy like Justin Simmons, man, who's been absolutely wonderful. Just a little personal story for Justin Simmons with me, man. It was my very first Broncos training camp. Actually, it was my last Broncos training camp as a fan. And I took my daughter, who was like three or four years old at the time. This before Justin Simmons even had kids. And he was a, a rookie or second-year guy. And I just remember saying, go Boston College at the end. And it was just me standing there with my little girl on, on my shoulders. And Justin ran from all the way across the field just to sign her hat. And it's like wow. her favorite hat in the world. And that's just the kind of guy Justin is. And yes, Justin yeah, yeah. Simmons will be signing autographs. Not that I'm trying to plug it for him at Broncos <laughs> training camp. But that's it, just, man, the kind of guy Justin is. It's the offseason and he's doing work with Denver Fire and USAA. You know what kind of a leader and a man he is in the community here in Denver. You also talked to him about that. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it was really cool for me to see his face light up when you told him, you know, how much he means to the city of Denver. He genuinely appreciated that. It wasn't just talking in cliches. He even said it. He's like, I thank you very much for saying that. And I believe it, man. Justin's a good dude. And when you have good dudes on this football team uh, and they're excited about the head coach, Buckle up, Buttercup, because I think it's going to be a new Justin Simmons you see in 2023. New and improved, even better than he already was. Yeah, and it's his time to actually get to the playoffs this year, right? Like, he's he's been, you know, in the NFL long enough. He, he deserves to get into the, into the playoffs this year, right? Because he's been kind of toiling away like the rest of us when it comes to you know, not not having great teams out there on the field due to coaching and whatnot. So, yeah, I hope this year it's uh, it's playoffs for him, and you know he deserves it. it's good. You know, he's done so much for the community. He's a good guy, and and just yep. you know, to, I I mean, I'm still like kind of thinking like you know he took the time to to talk with me, and I'm I'm like I'm not on ESPN, you know, I'm you know it's like. It's, a, it's just a cool moment, you know, for him to do that. So I, well, I really appreciated it. And I don't know if you know, but I mean, I don't think 
even ESPN's on ESPN anymore. I was shocked they had the ESPYs <laughs> with all the firing that they're doing around there. I'm like, damn, yeah, everybody just getting together to celebrate that everyone's still employed. Who's at the ESP mm-hmm. still, or are we waiting yeah. to to can more people afterwards? And um, I've got a buddy who's trying to break into ESPN right now, and he works in media and uh, former player. And good luck, man, because that's that's a cutthroat business. But like you said, man, Justin's a man of the people. Uh, he's a good dude. KB, just like another good dude. I got ten pack of Nuggets tickets. You can roll with one. Now oh, that'd be nice. fun, man. I haven't been to a Nuggets game since I was a kid, um, so I have no idea what it looks like now with a championship team. And I often think about that right? The championship expectations in this city, it's hard to ignore, especially when you're bumping around a mile high city and you see Av stuff, nugget stuff everywhere. People are starting to wonder, is it time to break out the orange? And yes, it is. I'm not saying that it's Super Bowl (laughs) year 2023, but it is time for football. Damn it. We are a couple weeks away from, you know, this being the last month of no football. That's right. Until until training camp's going on and then you roll into the preseason, things are rocking and rolling by then. I mean, we're so close, Tom. We're practically on the doorstep. So while I can appreciate what the Nuggets have done, what the Avs have done, all eyes, I feel like, and all the pressure are solely on the Denver Broncos to succeed yep. and win now. And they need to hold up their end, right? You you have the Abs that had have won, and you have the Nuggets that have won. It, it it's time for Broncos to get back into their winning ways. It's a, there's no there's no other way to put it. It's been too long that they haven't won, and there's no excuses this year. There's no None. excuses. None. Well, and you asked Justin about that yesterday. Again, check out Justin Simmons interview. Stop by and and had a chance to wrap with Thomas and I got to help a little bit, not really do much in the background, but we're still plugging as an MHI thing. These are the types of things you guys can expect for the 2023 season. We've got a lot of cool things coming down the pipe. Uh, Zebulon coming in saying Justin Simmons signed a ball for me and it was awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, some guy might read that and say, oh, whoop de doo. It's a Justin Simmons football. How many of those are out there on eBay? You know what? I'm sure there are a million out there on eBay, and that proves my point because Justin yeah. takes the time to sign those things, man. He's he's not one of these guys that charges for autographs, and yes, there are players. I have seen it a lot where they charge for these things, and I'm not saying that's right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, every man has his price, I guess, and that, that's somewhere you got to go personally, but I, I can promise you that the Broncos will be made available. It's something that they've always done. It's been a tradition. God rest his soul, Mr. Pat Bolin has put into this tra- this franchise and and the players get it. And I think the Walton Penner ownership group have adopted that same vision in which they want the team to be accessible uh, to the fan base. And where else can you get access to players at training camp, Tom? I mean, you were there with me last year. You see it. I mean, these guys, you can reach out and touch them. Don't do it. Uh, but I mean, like <laughs> you're, you're right there and there are funny yeah. stories, right? I've talked to Orlando Franklin about it. You can hear Derek Wolf on the radio talk about funny stories. I mean, stuff like that happens, but bring your kids, man. I mean, make us, make it a special moment and have fun. It's the summer, baby. Summer and football go together. Damn it. And I'm tired yeah. of pretending they don't. <laughs> well, and you should hang on to that autograph, man, because when Simmons is done, you know, if he, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of the we're going to be talking him and with him about him in the same kind of breath as Atwater and Smith and those others. I mean, he's already ascended to a fairly high spot in the uh, in the order of rankings of safeties already, in my opinion. You know, I so, like it. Yeah, I, I, I think I, about doing it. A, I was doing a top 100 series, you know, of the Broncos of all time. He's on it. So, uh, you know, he's he's going to be, uh, you know, stay healthy. Keep those fingers Man, crossed. He's going to be. I remember. Uh, hell yeah. I, he's going to be an Iron Man. He's been an Iron yep. Man for the most part, Absolutely. you know, of his career. I remember when he was drafted out of Boston College, I was thrilled. Now, I was concerned because he was a string bean. And he came in and he put on some weight and he looks, yep. you know, he looks good. He looked great yesterday on camera. Not, you know, yeah. to go all fanboy, but I'm like, dude, you've been working, you've been eating, you've been lifting. I can see you. You look good, man. And, and you look like you're ready to go out there and play some of the best football of your life. And uh, you asked him point blank, you know, what's it been like enduring these frustrations with the fans? Mm-hmm. And Justin came out and was completely honest. He didn't try to hide from it. He didn't try to shoo it away. He said, you know, not to give you a cliche answer, but that's in the past. I'm living in 2023, not in 2022. And I can see some fans rolling their eyes at that, but I believe him when he says it. There are are a lot of phonies in this world. I'm here to tell you Justin Simmons isn't one of them. He speaks his mind and 
Go back to some of those Vic Fangio days where Justin's not that happy. Go back to last year. You could listen to some of those interviews or before he got his contract done. Justin's very honest. He's smart. He's tactful with what he says, and and he's a businessman. But uh, I believe him, man. He's living in the moment now. I think the expectations over there are to win, and these guys finally get it, and it starts with Sean Payton. There has to be law and order, and that's something Sean Payton talked about in his very first press conference which is why broncos country is buzzing the original dizzy d is buzzing two dollar super playoffs bound mark my words hashtag mile high soldier style i like that dude the <laughs> mile high soldier style damn we have the what was it the wednesday boys or what was it the wednesday hunt boy Some, something like that wednesday and then the we wednesday have dizzy guys d. wednesday guys, wednesday guys. <laughs> yeah something and then we got original Look dizzy that. d coming in here too man yeah. we've got t-shirt you guys got to start a t-shirt company here on mhi because yeah. some of these guys are just coming in there hot playoff bound dude that's the expectation from it Broncos is. country, Thomas. I mean, thank God. Like, finally, yeah. I get that we've been saying, oh, this is our year, times six, over and over again. Uh, but when you finally get a Sean Payton, things change. What do I mean by that? Ask yourself this, and I'll ask you, Broncos country. We're opening it up to the to the chat line here. And, Thomas, I would love to hear your answer. Who has more power on a football team, the quarterback or the coach? <laughs> Uh, in game, I'm going quarterback, but coach has got all of the power, all the power and, and the, and I'm not even going to say power, right? Authority a good leader, a good coach and a good leader can't. And I've said this before on this very show, what makes a good head coach is to be able to take your strategy, the strategy that you want and have everybody all walks of life, old people as you know, older coaches, uh, you know, young players from, you know, all over and bring that strategy to fruition on the field. Right. That's what makes if you got to say power. Right. That's what makes the coach the most powerful person, because it's his collect. You know, he's collecting the strategy from everyone, but he's making it happen on the field based on how he goes about his business, his leadership style, how he coaches, how he educates. That's why he has the most power on the field. But, uh, you know, quarterback's a pretty important uh, position as well. I didn't ask what's (laughs) important. I asked. Which position should have the most power? And there is one answer, and that's head coach. Why? Because a quarterback is replaceable. Yes, a head coach is too, but it's the head coach's decision on that quarterback. It's the front office's job on the head coach. And you got to find the money and find the dollars. And there's no question who's running that ship right now. People aren't asking, oh, is it Sean or is it George Payton? We pretty much know. I, I mean, anyone who doesn't know is a dummy or, or they've been living under a rock. Uh, the Walton Penner ownership group all but castrated George Payton uh, sitting there after Nathaniel Hackett was fired at the end of the year when George had to answer questions or or not George, Mr. Penner had to answer questions about George getting fired potentially while George is sitting right there. It was one of the most (laughs) savage things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was great. It was, it was warranted. And I like George Payton. I'm a George Payton guy. There's some people out there should have fired George Payton should have fired George Payton. I'm not one of them. I still want to see George now. His time's running up. I mean, it's it's not year two anymore. It's not the first six months anymore. Time is running up, but I want to see what George can do. The head coach absolutely runs this football team. No ifs, ands, or buts. And if you were to ask every player last year, who runs the team, Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett, most of them are going to say Russell Wilson. If you came back and you asked players on that same team this year, who runs the team? Russell Wilson or Sean Payton. They'd probably laugh if there was even another option besides yeah. Sean Payton. Absolutely. I, I'm going to grab Phil's uh, comment here real quick because he came in with Ew. Facebook stars. Been waiting a while. So just want to grab it saying, good evening, Thomas and Luke. Visiting yeah. family in Denver. Getting away from the Tucson heat. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, just want to say hello. Fuck them. Mile high huddle for life. And thank you, Phil, for the Facebook stars. We, we always appreciate it here and all the support you can give, but you know, we appreciate you as a Broncos fan as well. So thank well, you very and, much. And leave that up for just a sec. How dare you Phil take a shot at me like that? See, he's saying I had to take a, a, a 
a break from the Tucson heat out here in the Mile High City <laughs> where it's been like the 90 degrees. I'm out here dying and Phil's out here coming out here vacationing from that. Yeah, you guys in Arizona, man, you guys are a whole new breed. I don't know how you do it, Phil. Hopefully yeah. you were doing well and enjoy your travels here, man. The, the weather's opened up. It's been a weird year here in Denver, man. Um, super wet spring, a super wet early part of summer. And now it feels like summer's really hitting. I mean, this dry heat. That's where it's at. I don't need to tell Phil or Michael or anybody else in Arizona about dry heat. Um, but here we are. MHI Wednesday night. We're reacting to Justin Simmons interview. Um, Facebook user. Am I still? A I just wanted to user? throw that up there to say, yes, you still are Facebook users. I'm not really sure who you are. So I apologize. <laughs> but yes, you are coming up as Facebook user. But I just want to go back to one thing and kind of get into this next step, Luke. And when you were talking about who has all the control and, and obviously Sean Payton went out, uh, you know, he, he has the control obviously, but he went out and got Vance Joseph, which, you know, that, that took a lot of guts to go out and bring back the head coach who failed in Denver. Right. But he did it anyway. He went out and did it anyway. So he, you know, you can tell that the, his mark is on this, on this team and he's kind of in control. So, and a lot of people, fans included, and myself, have a little hesitancy before jumping on the uh, the Vance Joseph for defensive coordinator bandwagon, really, because because he did kind of look he looked lost as a head coach, and there's no there's no doubt about it. But as a defensive coordinator, he's he's probably going to be a lot better. But I just wanted to say, you know, talk about what Justin Simmons said about that, which is is going to be out on on an article here pretty quick. But I asked him. You know, what gives him confidence in the 2023 defense with Vance Joseph? And this is what he said. He said um, that I think he said, I think his knowledge has been he's been doing this for a long uh, for so long that he knows the ins and outs of what works and what doesn't work and what works for him. And I found that was very important. What works for him? Like he's got his own style now, kind of, uh, you know, putting that into the, the team. And he says, I think he adjusts really well. He adjusts really well to the players around him. And how to use utilize their skill, skills, and he's, he wants to say, I, I know that from before, but this is he's getting it. Justin says he's getting a different feel, and a, a really seeing a different version of Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator and being a little bit more hands on. And, and it's been great having him back. He says, and he he ended it with saying, "I was I was always a big VJ fan, and I'm so excited to get to work with him again." Now. I, uh, you know, some of those things that I've doubted about Vance Joseph, right. That, you know, maybe he doesn't have what it takes to kind of take that next step, but he, you know, he's from what he said, it seems like he's learning a little bit about himself and learning to be a better head coach, right. Or I mean, a better coach, really not a head coach, but a better coach in general, more, he has the more opportunity to be hands-on. He's probably going to learn a little from Sean Payton. So, you know, what, what Justin Simmons said to me was, made me feel a little bit better, especially the part about how he thinks that he puts them in the right position to succeed. And and that's the doubt I had with, uh, with the first stint of head, you know, head coaches. I didn't think he did that. So if he can do that with the defense, then that's going to be, um, you know, a big benefit for him going forward with this team. It's exciting, but it makes me, if I'm going to be completely honest, cautious because Justin Simmons is such a great dude. It's also the reason that that makes me cautious because why else I mean, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, Tom, you have every single bit of, of a reason for, to be worried about Vance Joseph. Shit, We're all just sitting here waiting to see if, if he can do it, too. That's not going to be the case. Um, at the same time, Justin's very honest. I mean, they know each other. They've, they've done the song and dance before. And let's be honest, Vance Joseph is his specialty is geared towards the secondary. I mean, that's been his come up and, and kind of his uh, his calling card, if you will, in the NFL. Now, I get that there's pressure on Vance Joseph, but I ask how much is there really pressure on Vance Joseph? Yeah, he's coaching for his career, but what coach isn't? Uh, right. All the coach, all the pressures on Sean Payton, because I like what you said. It takes guts to bring Vance Joseph back here. I mean, that's that's putting it lightly. I mean, it takes you know what to get Vance <laughs> Joseph back <laughs> here because, it, I know. mean, how do you sell that to a fan base? Well, right. Sean Payton doesn't have to sell anything to anybody. I mean, he made that abundantly clear when he had all the NFL teams last offseason flying all over the place interviewing him. Oh, I'll go with this team, but not that team. And, well, this day works for me, and I too bad if it doesn't work for you. I mean, Sean Payton marches to the beat of his own drum 
And I love it. And that's either going to be his biggest strength or his greatest weakness. And Jerron Washington weighing in on Justin Simmons' comments regarding defensive coordinator Vance Joseph with Thomas yesterday. Jerron saying, Vance Joseph will make us a top five defense again. Since we already had the top five defense last season. So Jerron recognizes what we all recognize. He Vance Joseph, while he's walking into a defense that has immediate areas of concern, edge, pass rusher, uh, he also has some gems. You have the best cornerback in the league. You've got a top five safety in the league. Uh, you've got a linebacking duo that that the Bash brothers that are gonna be firing on all cylinders, you hope. You've got some decent depth in your secondary. You've got Kareem Jackson coming back as a team captain, a team leader. I mean, there are a ton of positives to get after if you're Vance Joseph, who by the way said he chose this job over Philly, and I believe him, and that takes guts too for Vance Joseph. So uh, if there's one thing I respect, it's someone admitting that they're wrong and asking for help. Vance Joseph, he ate all that criticism. He ate all of it. And he came back and he smiled and said, I'm ready for more. And I respect the hell out of the man for doing that. And I tip my cap to him and, and I'm in man. I mean, I want to see it, but you're not going to see me ragging on VJ unless he gives me a good reason to, you know, that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, and I'll t- I'll tell you, I don't think for Vance Joseph to be successful, and I think I've said this before, he doesn't have to coach them to a top five defense. If they did, that would be great. Obviously, what the difference between what I want to see from last year to this year, number one, more takeaways that we already talked about that. But what I said from the beginning was, uh, what we're going to see at training camp are they willing? Are they still out there getting quality reps when they're tired? Because that's going to mean that. When they need to make a play, when that defense needs to come up and make a play when it matters to win the game, they're going to do it. And and that's what V. That's what Vance Joseph. That's what I, I'm going to look at to make uh, as a success, right? If they're top, you know, 15, if they're 10 to 15, but they do that on a regular basis and they pull out wins, that is a successful season for Vance Joseph. Not statistics. Not hey, we uh, we held our opponents to the lowest yards of the you know anybody else. Yeah, no one cares about that. Game. Right. Yeah. No. When it matters most, can they make a play? Can he set up a defense and put those players in the right position to make that play when it matters so they can win that game? Because that's what is most important, uh, you know, is coming out with a victory. I don't care how many stats that, you know, they they acquire. If they can't come up with that victory, then it's meaningless. And that's where I'm going to watch for Vance Joseph. Did did he improve enough to do that? Then I'm going to consider it a success. 100%. And, you know, I don't know if you saw Pat Shermer made his way to see you. Did you see yep. that? Man, like <laughs> they say a cat has nine lives and always lands on his feet. And I'll be damned. They are right. I mean, yep. you, Vance Joseph is back with the Broncos. Pat Shermer is employed in the game of football. Uh, this is Denver, baby. This is Colorado, I guess. Yep. You know, this it's weird, though. And I, I joke I'm a little facetious, but. You see not the recycle, not the retread trend, but I mean, you see some familiar names come and go in the NFL. It's it's if you're not winning, you get canned and it's not that you don't know anything. You do have knowledge and you do have other things to offer. And that's why guys and gals get other opportunities, not only in the NFL, but in life. And I wanted to get to Gatorade gaming here. Uh, <laughs> Waterboy is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I absolutely oh, yeah. love it. I hope that's what it's referencing. And yeah. Gatorade coming in saying VJ could be the scapegoat if things go wrong. And I couldn't uh, disagree more, Gatorade. And that's because Sean Payton is not one of those guys that rolls over on his dudes. Uh, Sean Payton is one of the boys. Sean Payton, if he does have a code, it's the bro code. Sean Payton knows bro code. And Sean Payton doesn't break bro code. He might break other rules. He might break other codes and step on some toes. And if people don't like it, well, that's just too damn bad. But say what you want about him. I don't see Sean Payton rolling over on, on Vance Joseph. Now, I could see some people in the media doing it 100%. Spin doctors, sure. absolutely. Because, you know, they didn't even want Sean Payton here. And now they're all on the take with, oh, Sean Payton's the greatest thing ever. And, you know, go back, look on Twitter. They even had a little few dust up Sean Payton and the spin doctors there. But no, man, it's a new day in Broncos country. And I'm super, super excited. Yeah. And I don't think if he fails, you know, if the defense is, is a failure, then he's not really a scapegoat. You know, it, it's going to be kind of what everybody, you know, that doubted and, you know, were can, you know, hang their hat on. I And so he's going to look, be looking for a new vent defensive coordinator because the point is, They've got to turn this ship around. And if Vance Joseph can't make that happen from his side of the ball, then 
you know, he's not a scapegoat. He's just going to get fired. Now, if he, if he coached really well and, and the defense is, you know, a very solid defense, I don't think you're going to see him getting, getting canned just because they didn't have a great season. So, and you gotta, you gotta look at Sean Payton. I mean, he carried a lot of those uh, same coaches with him through his entire career that they went off to have other um, opportunities sometimes, but he, it was rare that he uh, just kind of like rolled over on them and said, yeah, you're out of here. You know, he, he kept them around for a long time. I mean, and brought them back after they had their stint as a head coach or a coach somewhere else and came back and he brought them back. And, you know, so I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm kind of with you. Look, I don't think he's going to try to scapegoat uh, Vance Joseph, but he's Vance Joseph got to perform. If he doesn't perform, yeah. then I can see his John Payton saying, well, sorry, you, you didn't cut it. They're both going to be in hot water then, right? Because, I mean, like at a certain point, how often is it Vance Joseph's fault? I mean, right. Vance didn't hire himself to come back here. <laughs> like, yeah. So if things right. are going bad to that same point, then you got to look at the guy that brought him in, which would yep. be my guy, your guy, Sean Payton. He is the Denver Broncos head coach. We think things are going to be different this year. Why? Because they've already changed a little bit. And Keith, our guy coming in here real quick with a good question. If there's a joker on defense, would it be rookie? linebacker drew sanders and for those of you that don't know the term joker is a sean payton term that he absolutely loves Just a football term scouting term it really doesn't apply that much other than a, a mismatch and a few weeks ago sean payton came out and was talking about how he thinks greg dulcich has tendencies of a joker type player think of like a Taysom hill um think of an athlete and just that specialty type of role that's what these guys are looking for specifically on offense under Sean Payton. Now, if you look at that on a defensive role, that's a little bit weird, man. A, a linebacker. Um, I could see why Keith is going there because Drew Sanders has the potential to play edge as well. Uh, I think if he's healthy, I'm going to say Baron Browning because that's the original, you know, linebacker to edge right there. I, I mean, I loved Baron Browning so damn much at linebacker. I was the only one in town throwing an absolute fit on this podcast when they moved him to edge because Ohio state screwed with him for four years over there. And it was one of the big reasons Baron Browning fell in the draft. But yeah. to Keith's point, I mean that, that athletic mismatch is something that you want. And if drew Sanders is a potential joker of the defense, hot damn, you got yourself something. I'm with you there on Baron Browning. I was, I was the first one to be like, not maybe not the first one, but like, don't move him, keep him where he was successful. Yeah. But, I'm with you and I'm with, with Keith a little bit here. I, I, I don't want to jump on the Drew Sanders bandwagon too much, you know, kind of be like, Oh yeah, he's going to be a superstar. He's he, remember he's a rookie. It's going to take him some time to, to get acclimated to the NFL. But the sentiment is, is correct. He has the versatility to be lined up in spots where there's a, a maybe a mismatch. They can create packages for him at inside linebacker or at edge to kind of uh, create some mismatches, but yeah, I'm going, I, I like the Baron Browning thing, but you know, the other person who, and the other rookie who could develop into a little bit of a movable piece in my mind is Riley Moss. He's, he, they've talked about him being able to play safety. They've talked about him to, you know, he's a cornerback. He he can, he can hit man. He's, he can fly around and hit. They might, he's a they might drop him down into the box once in a while, just, just for fun to see how he does. So there, there's some, promise on these young young guys but i don't want to anoint them uh right off as as the you know the next big thing until until i see it on an nfl field riley moss is a great is a great one man i mean he's a he's a swiss army knife right now of talent and that swiss army knife has been missing and what do i mean by that i mean a guy that's willing to do it all i mean Justin Simmons talked about PJ Locke yesterday and what he brings to the special teams. And you can read all about that in Thomas's latest article up at milehighhuddle.com. Head on over to Tom's Twitter, also at Thomas Hall NFL. You can find that interview and the article up. And one more article to go. Um, it's always awesome to to see Justin Simmons and and some of the guys you're able to pull and and it's cool, man, to have it here on these airwaves. But um, mismatch, that's the term, uh, the name of the game here in the NFL, and that that joker term, I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me <laughs> being a grumpy old man. But I'm like, were... who's the joker player? I'm like, I don't give a rip who the joker player. Who's going to score a freaking point is where I'm at. I don't care if it's a fullback, if it's a running back. I mean, like, I do not give a rip. And that's the way this team better be, specifically the wide receivers, Tom. Because I'm telling you right now, when you talk about Cortland Sutton, 
Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. How many out of those four players, Broncos country and Tom, play special teams? I'll wait. That's None. a problem for this football team right <laughs> that's, now. That's yeah, that's what I said to you uh last week, I think, or maybe it was on my other, I don't know, one of my other shows. I said the reason why I don't have a high hopes for KJ Hamler is because he's not gonna move himself into the top three. So he's gonna have to play play special teams, which he really doesn't do. So why yeah. where's he gonna be around? So I'll tell you that they, they went out and got in the draft t- players who can develop, but with an eye for special teams right away. Drew Sanders, Riley Moss, JL Skinner, and Marvin Mims all are going to be able to contribute on special teams right away, and I think they can do it at a high level. I think so, too. And Cecil Lammy came on with us of 104.3 The Fan and, and said Marvin Mims is the best wide receiver in that room today. And, I mean, I got goosebumps because Cecil doesn't just say that kind of stuff and, and hope it sticks. I mean, this is a cat. Yeah, I'm a little biased because he's a personal friend of mine. But I travel with him every year and have for half a decade now on these scouting trips. And we disagree and fight like cats and dogs on prospects all the time. But I believe him when he's saying he's seeing that work out there at the limited media availability. And I'll be able to be credentialed for a few days out there at camp guys so we'll see if i can behave until then and keep that promise uh but no we're gonna be out there mhi thomas and i august 1st through august 4th come on out say hello i will also be out there every day at training camp bring the sunscreen bring the water uh bring a sharpie for players to start signing and just a few quick things on the way out we got about four minutes left in the show wanted to get your take i'm sure you saw the jets have been forced (laughs) to get on hbo hard knocks uh two questions two-parter for you thomas one do you care no uh one do you watch hard knocks and two what do you think the jets being on hard knocks in 2023 is going to bring to an audience or the nfl community yeah i i don't watch hard knocks i never have it doesn't appeal to me i mean i i don't really care for reality shows so i don't really watch that to me that's a reality show even though it's football I'd rather watch, you know, yeah, something a little more entertaining. But the the funniest thing I saw on Twitter was, uh, you know, that they did a meme uh, of what Zach uh, Wilson's going to be like, and it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's American Pie with, uh, you know, Stifler's mom and. Oh <laughs> and guy, man! I just I couldn't help myself. I kind of cracked up about it, but I think yeah. it's going to be. I I don't know. I love the coach. I think he. I, I think uh, the co- head coach there is a is a solid robert solid yeah i think he's a solid leader so i don't think it's going to be a lot of uh kind of you know craziness but anytime you got aaron Rodgers coming in and you know you he's a he's an odd dude you know i mean i just all i could say he says a lot of odd things and so there's going to be some uh some fun for sure but yeah, I, I, I'm glad it's not the Broncos. I don't want that distraction, man. I just don't want no. it. Well, and you've got to have all these new, like, you got eligibility rights, you know, to be on this show. And the Broncos have passed up being on Hard Knocks sure. multiple times. Why? Because they have new head coaches flying in and out of here like crazy, just like quarterbacks. But, no, man, I think it's interesting that it's, like, forced on them. Uh, you said it best. It is reality TV. But uh, I don't watch it anymore either. I used to. But then it just seemed to get, like, I don't know, bad teams I don't ever want to watch. I mean, it's always a bad team. It's never, like, a winning team. You're not going to get inside <laughs> the Chiefs Chiefs locker room and learn how Andy Reid runs training camp. That's not going to work. It's not part of the eligibility but i will say this i'm going to check out that new qb series on netflix because not only did i see the preview in which peyton manning you know his his voice in omaha productions gave me goosebumps but i saw a clip today of pat mahomes and max crosby like going at it face mask to face mask and it was part of the special and i was like Man, I hate Pat Mahomes. He's such a good quarterback, and I know I'm going to watch this and probably enjoy it, but I do think things are going to be different this year, and I think you're going to see a competitive football team. And, guys, that's going to start to wrap up our show. Again, Justin Simmons sat down with Thomas yesterday, and you can read – all about that and what Justin had to say over at milehighhuddle.com. You can also get at Tom's Twitter, at Thomas Hall NFL. There's a YouTube video up there as well. Uh, I imagine even if you type Justin Simmons Mile High Huddle, it's going to pop right up in YouTube and you're going to get that interview from yesterday. And again, guys, we're going to be out there August 1st through August 4th at training camp. Come say hello. Yours truly will be out there every day in the sun. We're super excited to meet everybody, um, getting messages from folks every day saying, I'm coming out on this date. I'm coming out on that date. So I'm super excited to meet some folks and uh, get to watch some good football, man.
Yeah, and, and before we go, I just want to say, keep your finger, fingers crossed, Broncos country. We got four Hall of Fame nominees, made it to the semifinals for senior and contributor. A big surprise for me, Alex Gibbs making it. I didn't think he deserves that. I mean, he's an innovator, but I didn't think he'd make it. But it's got to be Randy Gratishar's year this year. It has to be. If he gets snubbed again, it. I don't know. I think it's got to. We got to get the pitchforks and the uh, torches out and head to Canton because it's that's a travesty right there. But yeah, keep your fingers crossed for those uh, those four guys because they all really kind of have a a deserving resume if you look at it critically. So yeah, shout out to them and and uh, yeah yeah. Well, I can't wait for training camp and I'll shoot the breeze. If you want to talk about Hall of Fame? You want to talk about anything? Just uh, let me know. Yeah, Broncos in the Hall of Fame. Do not hold your breath, Tom, because the Broncos get screwed, as you know, all the time with the Hall of Fame. They, they make me mad. I mean, I think the the voters make about as much sense as the government does. Uh, I scratch my head <laughs> so much, you know, trying to figure out what they do and why they do it. But I hope you're right, man. And huge plug to Randy Gratishar, one of the goats. I mean, yeah. uh, held, held out because a stat wasn't invented even before – you know, yep. he was doing it before the stat was even invented with sacks. That's that's why he's held out. And because he's the Denver Bronco, um, Broncos are, are wronged all the time in the hall. And don't get me started on that. That would happen <laughs> for another hour. But you can get all sorts of that information, some really good stories and training camp previews on Friday morning with Tom on Legends of Mile High. Then if you didn't get enough of Tom two days of the week, you get him <laughs> on Saturday night, baby. Him and Ron White, Orange and Blue View, rocking and rolling at 6 p.m. Mountain. And uh, that's going to do it for us. We're going to be back on the airwaves next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, I imagine the Huddle Up Boys will be back tomorrow. I see some yep. musical chairs right now with Summer and guys coming in out. I think Lance did the show with uh, Ron last week or two weeks ago, and then I saw Lance on Building the Broncos last night. So you never know who's going to show up yep. on these airwaves. Stay tuned and locked on to Mile High Huddle at milehighhuddle.com. On Twitter, that's at Mile High Huddle. If you'd like to follow Tom, that's at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Do us a huge favor and follow the pod as well at MHI underscore pod. Thomas and I both realize social media is something we know nothing about. So we are actively (laughs) trying to improve on that. And if you could give us a follow on the pod, that would really help. And let us know how we're doing wherever you get these uh, podcasts. Give us a review. Be brutally honest. Tell us how much uh, this show means to you because it means a lot to us. And and we really appreciate you guys rocking with us. And Broncos country, sit tight. Training camp right around the corner, baby. This is the way. This is the way. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.